0: Welcome back to the Staff and Graph podcast. I'm Mike Stevens. And finally, sitting across from me in person is the future first female GM in NHL history, Rachel Dory. Rachel, how are you doing?
1: We're doing well. It's good to have I'm you back. back, baby. It's
0: good to have you back here. I
1: am here. not dead.
0: No, you survived by the skin of your teeth. We just had a fun afternoon out, I'd say. Uh, we were yep. went, going to look for uh, new places for you.
1: Yep, we found one.
0: We found one, which is great. So,
1: breaking news, I am getting a place
0: you are and, and it's going
1: to be a solid I believe 47 meters from
0: like yeah. <laughs> it's absurd we're Rachel and I are neighbors now which is great and yep. the address is no I'm kidding I'm not gonna not gonna dox I feel like you on that we one. do
1: not want people showing up at the building although I will say the security is rather tight there so. it's good
0: it's better than some of the places we looked at but it's I'm been, pretty excited it's been fantastic it I was love good.
1: that the best part about it was I texted my mother and her immediate reaction was, "Great! Now I have s- somewhere to crash when I go to Two Cats on Thursday nights, which is like the industry bar." Yeah. Um, I I don't know if she thinks I'm getting like a two bedroom condo, I hate but like to break
0: it to her, n-
1: that's not a thing unless unless she wants to fit, foot the bill for that, then like by yeah. all means,
0: she's because she's going to be sleeping on the floor.
1: She, yeah, she's on the floor. It's
0: a it's a studio. I will
1: say though. The past, like, week and a half has opened my eyes to a lot of things, mm-hmm. and I would just like to shout out both my parents and mm-hmm. say I appreciate the both of you and all of the support that you give me.
0: Great. Are they big listeners of the podcast?
1: I Both my parents listen, yeah.
0: Oh, boy. They've literally heard me say I have a crush on, on your sister.
1: They think it's so funny, though.
0: Great. Well...
1: <laughs> My sister's boyfriend also listens.
0: Oh, well, that's fun. Uh, Hi, good to know. Logan. Hi, Logan. I'm sorry about that, dude. Look, you're a great guy. Love you. I'm, I'm rooting for you, too. But if you slip up, and you will, because men are trash, I will be there. All right. Let's start with... Let's do this. Um... <laughs> Well, I guess there's no, there's no easy way to segue into uh, headlines here, but just wanted to give our condolences to the Asian community um, and all of those impacted by the Atlanta hate crime, the shooting that happened. There were eight victims. Um, we're
1: going to hit on this in the Kovalev yeah. shift. Um, I've made it very apparent that I am half German, um, but what a lot of people don't know is I'm also half Chinese. Mm-hmm. I'm white passing very clearly Mm -hmm. um but my mom actually immigrated here and so like my mom is not white passing my grandparents are definitely not white passing and so we're going to talk about this in the kovalev shift a bit but what's been going on the past year and a half in particular um, with regard to the asian community is just completely heartbreaking and like i'll be honest Going to dim sum, like, I've... Mikey and I talk about me going to dim sum with my family all the time. And, mm-hmm. like, honestly, like, I'm kind of afraid to do that. And I should not have to feel that way. And neither should an entire community of people. They should not be afraid to just go to work or do anything. So we're going to touch on that in the Kovalev shift because I have some things to say that are not PG.
0: I, uh... Yeah, I'm just really appalled by the coverage that this has also gotten to. It's... Oh, yeah. Like...
1: So our hearts are yeah. our hearts are with you and um, we as a society need to do a better job of standing up to all forms of hate
0: and it's on it's not on the Asian community to no, edu- it's, on, it's
1: frankly it's on the white people
0: yeah so let's uh, yeah I mean there's there's no really other way to, to say that I mean yeah, yeah. It, it's it's awful we stand with obviously stand with the Asian community yeah um, in the same way that
1: we stand with the black community yep. And the yeah. LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. like this is complete, this, this hatred is completely it's got, it's unacceptable and it has got to stop.
0: Um, on a lighter note, Caleb Dahlgren, releases, my man, Caleb, Yep, yeah, Rachel's, Rachel's close personal friend, Caleb Dahlgren, uh, released the book crossroads. It's a big, the big moment, man. Like this is awesome.
1: Yeah. So Caleb Dahlgren, um, was one of the survivors of the Humboldt Broncos mm-hmm. crash. He is a member of the York university hockey team, which is the team that I coach. Yep. Um, It is not even close to a stretch to say that Caleb is the single most positive person I have ever found myself around. That man never has a bad day. And he oozes positivity. Like, I cannot have a bad day when I see Caleb because he Mm -hmm. makes it actually impossible.
0: If anyone would be entitled to have a bad day, it would be Caleb. Caleb, And yet he refuses to. And those those are the kind of people that you want to surround yourself with. The people who, like, life gives them every reason to just be cynical and you know just wake up mad every day mad at the world and yet they decide to soldier on and be e- extremely positive and brighten other people's lives like that's Caleb. he just is the seems like the nicest guy in the world buy his book crossroads
1: yeah we're gonna have him on the podcast we are um, Hell yeah I, yeah i asked him if if he wanted to come on and he's like oh my god like i'd love to come on so we're gonna have caleb on um, cause I want everyone to get to know the Caleb that I know mm-hmm. and that I see every day.
0: I can't wait um, to get to know that Caleb. Yeah, like Caleb it's is awesome. Caleb
1: an unbelievable person. So buy his book, Crossroads. Um, Harper Collins published it, but you can get it. Um, like it's in chapters, it's online, it's on Amazon. Um, I already have my copy. Thank it's, you, Caleb. It's
0: anywhere where books are sold. Yeah, really?
1: Buy his book. I'm telling you, you will not be disappointed. Like yeah. it, this is a fantastic book. Um, so All right. yeah, I just wanted to make sure we got that in there. Oh, we have to. I love Caleb with my whole heart.
0: And we're, this is not a brand deal. We just love Caleb. Yes, we want. Exactly. And we, oh, yeah. And no, we, Caleb
1: is not paying me. All he's going to do is make fun of me for eating pizza every day. Great.
0: I, which is something I already do. So exactly. it's great. Speaking of making fun of people, the Flyers, boy, oh boy. The Flyer. The Flyera Yeah. Are officially back. Oh, no. Are um, they? Because. This what's funny is like Rachel and I both came upon this information in the in a similar way. Yes. Which I think a lot of you listening to this probably came upon this information in a similar way as, similar way as well. I'm assuming you were you know watching TV or Netflix or something and someone texted you, "Hey, look at the score or Hey, did you know that the, that the, Flyer, uh, yeah, the Rangers are being... Let the me Flyers pull out, let me 9-0. up the text
1: message I received. Because yeah. this individual knows that I haven't really been watching hockey of late for various reasons. And uh, this individual <laughs> said, do you know what's happening with the Flyers? And I said, no, what's wrong? And this person said, well, they're losing 9-0 in the second period. I'm not going to lie to you. This person is Irish and I thought they were drunk. Yeah. I thought that they had mistyped.
0: I am Irish, and I was drunk yesterday, and I thought that was what I was looking at on...
1: Like, I thought it was an error. It's... I'm like, are you drunk?
0: Like, nine, a 9 nothing final in, like, a normal... Like, in three periods of hockey, I can... Like, that's surprising. That's eyebrow-raising. Yeah. But I can... I can, you know... In the not? second period? At the end of the second period, they're down 9 nothing.
1: Did they, maybe they were drunk yesterday.
0: Now, I would, that's the only excuse. And further to that, and this is the real cherry on top, is that it would like, if you had flipped the score around, I would have been like, that makes sense because the entire Rangers organization, like the entire Rangers coaching staff, sorry, was. Ineligible to coach that night because of COVID protocols. So
1: <laughs> their AHL.
0: So their, a- their AHL coach coach at 1 p.m. on game time was told to be on standby.
1: Yeah. Chris Knobloch, a- by Chris the way, Naubloch. former Erie Otters coach. Yeah. And Very th- smart dude, clearly.
0: And then, yeah. And then, like, I, I think it was at 3 p.m. or something, was told he's going to be coaching the NHL tonight. The game started at like 7 30. Yeah. So that's not a lot and of not turnaround just, like,
1: coaching time. coaching in the NHL? The New York Rangers.
0: Yeah. At. Like was it was at Madison Square Garden, right?
1: I believe it was. Yeah. So yeah.
0: at the pl- like at the center of entertainment. What's the what like? It's it's the what the most famous building. Is on? Is he the
1: first coach to win by a like a nine goal differential in his first career NHL? Like, it has to be. That has that's to. Obnoxious. I mean, I
0: can't imagine any other. Like that's the most niche record on the planet. But that's like, if anything,
2: that's this is a
0: damning indictment on coaching and how much of an impact it actually has because he, he's
1: just like go do things he's like hey
0: like this is literally like a substitute teacher coming in yeah. and and the the player and the students being like oh yeah we always watch movies on thursdays that's what that's what the teacher told us do." he's like well if your teacher did it like go for it like yeah we got away with it i'm, I'm assuming Mika nika Baza- zabinajab was like oh yeah i always play 25 minutes a night yeah Oh yeah, no. Like, what? When our when are usual teachers here? Yeah, we always do that. And he's like, "All right, well." I if
1: always score six points in a game. Exactly.
0: So it's there was what, what was really funny too is that Benajed had three goals up in, <laughs> up until that game, and and then his first goal was a shorthanded goal, and at that point he had more shorthanded goals that year than even strength goals. Right. And then he scored. And then he scored two more in that period, along with three three more assists. Yeah,
1: he had a, a shorthanded goal, an even strength goal, and a power play goal.
0: That's the, so the ra- That's the zabenjad hat trick now. You know how yeah. the Gordy Howe hat trick is the fight, assistant yeah. and uh and goal? That's the Zabenajat hat trick. If someone scores an even strength goal, a power play goal and a shorthand well, no, goal. no, because
1: Mario Lemieux did that and oh, um, sure an empty net goal and something else.
0: Oh, I'm sure he did. But okay, in the same period then. Did you do it in the same period? I don't know. There you go. All right. That's hilarious. Also, it just goes to show, hey, maybe maybe let Okay, it also goes to show that like, yeah, you know, some some teams might not need coaches and whatever. But then like the Sabres have basically not had a coach this, like for this entire season, which funnily enough is our deep dive this week. All right. Anyway, nothing's
1: happened there since I've been gone. No,
0: nothing's happened. Um, and finally, this is my favorite one. Rachel, Rachel's a very smart person.
1: Maybe not. She's the
0: smartest person on the podcast. That's for sure. We made that very clear. However, (laughs) it is very rarely that I get to call her a fucking dumbass. Sometimes, And this is one of those times Rachel deleted her entire email inbox in all of it this morning. The whole thing like it's gone. I don't
1: like all our ad reads gone. You,
0: okay. You got it back, right?
1: Not yet.
0: Well, like you, you,
1: I am in the process. You're in the process. Like it's looking, it's looking it. good. Yes. So this will
0: probably be something we can look back on and laugh about. I'm, I'm going to laugh about it now, but I mean Hopefully, like, yeah. I don't. I'm a little stressed. How did this happen? How did you? How did you delete your entire okay. email? Because there's important stuff in there. Yeah, like you said, there's our ad reads. There's. You I know,
1: have a. I start a new job on Monday. Yeah. So there's like I, forms
0: and shit in there. Yep. We just went to go see condos for you. Yep. There's, there's rental agreements in there. in there. Like it's. How how did this happen?
1: Um. So I was laying in bed this morning, and when I was la- when I'm laying in bed, I usually don't have my glasses on. Mm -hmm. And I will say this. I like, I'm only like minus one and a half. So like, it's fine. But I have like, you would know this because you're around me. I fidget quite a bit. Like, especially my fingers. Like they, sometimes I get tremors and it's because I've had a neck injury. Um, And this morning I was laying in bed and I was deleting all of like the trash pot emails. So what I did was I went like select and then you select emails and you click delete. But I had like, first of all, I didn't have my glasses on. So I went to click delete as I usually do. And I guess like tremor wise, something happened and I clicked delete all. And instead of it being like, are you sure? It just went. And I was like, no, 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 no. How did it
0: not give you like an, are you sure?
1: I don't know. I think I I might have that setting turned off, (laughs) which is also my issue. So
0: that's. I would say that you know, like some like that that initial like you accidentally hitting that. Everyone hits an accidental button before, you yeah. know. Like I've, man, being on runs like when I've gone to like open my open my phone to see how far I've gone, I've accidentally like I've because I was holding the um my gripping my phone, I accidentally have called nine one one before. Oh, and I've done that m- like of multiple course times. it happens. You know, you accidentally like every every it, it happens.
1: Yeah. So at the same I was time, I not drunk.
0: At the same time, though, (laughs) you turning off the, like, failsafe for that, it's there for a reason, Rachel.
1: Yeah, so I've turned it back
0: on. Oh, good.
1: Um, yeah.
0: That's self-inflicted. That's on you. And
1: then I called Apple, and they were like, LOL, sorry, can't help you, bye. I mean... I was like, Apple can't help me? Shocking. This
0: can't be, like, a unique... This can't be a unique thing. People have had to accidentally do this all the time. So
1: thank God I have parents who work in IT. But how
0: is there not, like, a failsafe for this?
1: How is there not just, like... Undo last action for that. I don't know, but anyways, I am dumb. Yes, and uh, did that.
0: Yep, and I will never let you live that down. So there we go. Yeah,
1: I um, am. It's it's been a very interesting day to say the yes. least. There have been ups. Um, there have been downs. There, yeah. And so my response to that was to um, turn back around. Yep. I threw my phone on the floor. Of course, of course. I turned back around. I grabbed my three foot sloth
0: and okay. I went back to bed. <laughs> ah, Good call. You know what?
1: Cause you know what? That's just like a, you know, I think, I don't think I'm ready for the day to start
0: yet. No, I think, I think we're going to, yeah, we're going to peace out here. All right. Plot points trending up. Look, we had to talk about this. It's our respect for Gord Miller.
1: Loathe to talk about why, but my respect for Gord Miller went, I, first of all, I would, let's make this clear. He's a fantastic broadcaster. I already had a lot of respect yes. for him. It went up tenfold.
0: Oh, it hit maybe the max because this is I mean, okay, like you know what we're not you know what happened.
1: You know what happened. And if you don't, google Figure it. Figure it
0: out. But like he's one of the only He's m- one of the only mainstream yeah. white dudes in hockey media.
1: To denounce that website Exactly. Specifically. And you know what? I appreciated how he did it because he did it the of, most you could thoughtful just say way. like F that company. But he was like, I will not. He was asked a question from a fan. Would you go on this podcast? Mm-hmm. And he said, no, I will not do anything that has to do with that company. And people asked why. And he laid out very well why it wasn't flinging poo at the wall it wasn't completely it was well thought out it was measured it was explained concisely like you could he could not have done anything that was like it was not inflammatory at all
0: it's okay let me also make this clear too is that he said he likes the guys on that podcast but he can't support the company and therefore
1: and that's okay
0: no but it's important because one of the guys on that podcast sent a or, like, recorded a video. Um,
1: that, that was big time, like, please notice
0: me energy. That was also, like, saying... He recorded a video while he was at Disney World. Also, while he's at Disney World in the middle of a pandemic. Weird. <laughs>
1: Wait a minute. But he also, was,
0: he recorded a video while he was at Disney World. He was World. also
1: not wearing a mask in that video. I know. Well,
0: what, what a shock. Um, but He was he recorded a video while he was at Disney World with his daughter saying, I don't care, I'm at Disney World with my daughter. Well, dude, you recorded you a video, care. so clearly you care. <laughs> so, it's, the, it's the classic... You know, my I don't care shirt is answer, is asked causing people to ask a lot of questions that are already answered by my shirt. It's the yeah. so but that caused a lot of vitriol. So basically what happened is, yeah, obviously, Gord Miller said, I don't agree with for this because this this basically this website, for
1: a lot of legitimate reasons.
0: But a lot of them were this website like anyone who denounces them, they just, like, come at you and they attack you and they attack, like, they they attack Attack you. Attack your
1: family. Attack your
0: family. And they don't just attack you and saying you're an idiot. They attack you in, like, very sexist, racist, you know, like, misogynistic ways. Terrible.
1: I, for one, am shocked
0: that a
1: website that promotes that kind of behavior would also exhibit that kind of behavior. And
0: so in in defending their beloved institution, the supporters of this website (laughs) proved Gord's point exactly.
1: So... Then what I did, Yeah, I go to school.
0: Did Congratulations. You know?
1: Yes. I reached out to someone who does sh- sh- this individual, Dr. Cheryl McDonald, is a sports sociologist who has spent a decade yeah. dedicating her academic research to specializing in masculinity in ice hockey. So literally this is what she researches and I've actually taken part in some of her studies like I've given her pointers and whatever. Yeah. Um and so I reached out to her and said okay so like why is this company so toxic? Why are companies like this so toxic because this particular company that Gordon Miller was talking about is not the only one. And certainly there are people who don't work for that company that are toxic.
0: You could have just stopped that question at why are companies like this?
1: Why are companies like this? So I got level-headed, researched reasons.
0: Like peer-reviewed reasons. Like literally... Academic.
1: Peer-reviewed, published reasons. There is yeah. not... A, we're not having a debate.
0: All right, take us to school, so, Rachel.
1: This is what she said. I'm going to read it verbatim. Do it. I truly believe that a lot of those... Spo- folks, especially their female CEO,
0: all have tiny penises,
1: no, don't understand the harm they're doing. So when they get attacked by extremists, I can see why they react so poorly, although it doesn't excuse it, of course. The point is, I'm not sure how many people have tried to have calm, non-accusational conversations with them to make them see the other side. My guard also might be up if I all I got was sarcasm and hate. Fair enough. She goes on. It's possible to contribute positively to specific things while still also contributing negatively to the broader culture. I do think their CEO is trying to support women's hockey, and I do think their president has done a great thing by raising money and making donations and making sure they hired a gay man. But that doesn't erase their ignorance in other areas, including the ignorance of minorities they claim to support. So I think it's important to see all aspects for what they are and acknowledge that it's difficult to celebrate their efforts when they don't seem to understand the very violent context they create and promote below the surface. Give them credit for doing good things because they absolutely deserve it, but absolutely do not overlook the fact that those things are obviously misguided given how much they contradict the broader ideology being pushed. It's time to stop hiding behind the argument that what that platform produces is satire. It may be funny to them, but society is starting to have a far better understanding of consensual humor about things like gender, sexuality and race. And that whole platform has missed the mark. It's only funny and innovative to the people whose intellect and emotional intelligence hasn't evolved which is particularly straight white men who have felt oppressed themselves after having their masculinity dictated to them and stomped on so they feel like they have a space, safe space here. Mm-hmm. If we as a society do more to acknowledge people's insecurities and fragility, far fewer people would find this stuff funny because the reality is it's not funny.
0: No, nothing. Like, we were talking about this in, in our Dangle Navy group chat. Is and that,
1: her fourth point, yeah. which is the most important point, in all capital letters. Which is true. Way more men in leadership positions need to speak up because that's the only way any way only way this will work and that any of this gets better.
0: It's true. And Gord Miller did that.
1: And that's exactly what Gord Miller did. And then Ian Mendes stepped up and supported Good. him. And there were other people who stepped up and supported him. And then you had women come out and say thank you. Katie Strang said thank you. I did the same thing. Um... Women of color came out and said thank you. I know um, people in the women's hockey community mm-hmm. came out and said thank you for that. There is a difference between being funny and going over the line. If you cannot make jokes without making someone feel marginalized, mm-hmm. every, at some point everyone's going to be the butt of a joke. But there's a difference between being the butt of a joke and being marginalized. And if you can't make a joke without making a community feel marginalized, you're not funny.
0: Like, for example, I, like... You just a made di-
1: fun of me for deleting my email. Yeah,
0: for, like, for example... That is funny. Objectively yeah. funny. Yesterday, I tweeted out, like, I have never been kissed solely because I'm Irish. What am I doing wrong? And <laughs> yes! then, and then, someone, and then someone took that tweet, deleted everything other than I have never been kissed, and posted that Do as it. a screenshot. <laughs> yeah, still in Fremlin. And that is objectively hilarious it's my header on twitter now it's fantastic
1: right and but he, did he marginalize you
0: no but i didn't come
1: racist homophobic no but like sexist any of that
0: but like if i if i like if i was a person in like if i was a peer of or like not a peer but like if i was someone who would be noticed by um the the founder of this like the individual the, the, the president of, of this company and i literally to who,
1: who by the way equated Something to like equated these accusations to being a Nazi. No, which he
0: he Yeah, okay. We're Gordon not even Miller like absurd. didn't even say. Absurd. And so
1: if you wanna go there, if the shoe fits, wear it.
0: Exactly. Um but, but yeah, he, you know what?
1: Good for Gord Miller and Dr. McDonald is correct. Way more men in leadership positions yeah. need to speak up about this kind of thing because that's the only way any of this is gonna get better.
0: Yeah. So if I but if I tweeted him like, Hey dude, but you've never kissed anyone before, he'd like come at me and be like, What are you talking about? Like No, blah. he'd
1: send um What's his... Vindog dog? Yeah, so you, which speak, is actually harassment.
0: So, speaking of that...
1: Speaking of people being psychotic online...
0: I... Look. <laughs> I'm not... I don't want to pat myself on the back or anything.
1: No, pat yourself on the back, sir.
0: But I murdered a man yesterday.
1: So, trending up... Yeah. Um, people picking fights online with Mike and Rachel.
0: Now, normally, I don't like to engage in this stuff because, like whatever i just don't have the time for it this was capacity. Objective.
1: and the individual we're going to talk about we're not going to name him but he also but just like,
0: got his account suspended he just
1: got his account so. suspended and not only that he literally
0: he called me hot which was nice
1: he literally has been harassing me for how long now a long
0: time a long hot, time like months we've talked about him on this podcast before yeah months but so
1: <laughs> okay yeah, explain this. Well,
0: basically, like, he just, he basically said, he quote-tweeted Gord Miller's thing and said, oh, we should send Vindog after this guy to, like, break his ankles or and something. Like tag stuff, like, the
1: president of this company. I, yeah. Please like me energy. Oh, I tweeted,
0: like, yo, the, this guy, it's Dave Portnoy. Like, yo, Dave Portnoy is totally going to see you You tag him in Gord's replies and kiss you tenderly <laughs> on the mouth as a thank you. Um, but this guy, like, basically was like, hey, Vindog, you should go beat up Gord Miller. Which is... Absurd and psycho. extremely
1: psychotic and definitely illegal. This guy <laughs>
0: also runs a, a, a like a runs, runs a site that is basically like a not like a knockoff of the site we were talking about. Like it's it's get it's hilarious. So he, and he
1: gets ten likes on his tweets and he has over three thousand followers, which is the cardinal sign that someone has purchased but, their followers. And also
0: like if you're gonna purchase followers, purchase more than three thousand. Like come on man. Yeah, Um that too. What I loved about it though is that like. So, I basically I replied to that and like I'm sure you'd go do it yourself. You weren't too busy searching for your jawline, and
1: <laughs> which is hilarious.
0: But so this guy came back and literally like this guy went back through my account seven months to do find it. Know to,
1: how much you tweet that? Like how long did he have to go back?
0: A long time to find a picture of me that he deemed ugly. Okay. To, which, to which he then tweeted out, like, who are you to talk about anyone's appearance? You're the po- I think he said, you're the poster child of someone whose parents are cousins. And so I'm first like, First of
1: all, no, that would be Prince William.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> and second of all, like, this guy went back and found, first of all. A seven-month-old. Like, that is the biggest self-confidence boost I've ever gotten, that you had to go back seven months through my pictures to find one that you thought was ugly? Like, hell yeah, man. I guess I'm doing something right. Yeah,
1: really. Guy's jacked
0: to which I Also
1: I would like to say as a hetero female you are attractive.
0: Thank you Rachel. I and appreciate so, that.
1: And uh, so and this particular individual is Billy Sunglasses selfie literally literally yeah. has is a Billy Sunglasses selfie. No, he's selfie. got the Oakley's and, in his... <laughs> yeah, the, that's the thing though is he's actually wearing the Oakley's. I know. It, it's it's it, it, and he has like six numbers in his Twitter name, so he's also Bobby Lots of Numbers. Like it, it, it
0: just fits every stereotype. So then, like, <laughs> so then I just I I didn't want to engage anymore. So I'm like, Yo, your mom loves my jawline, and. You know just Just oh going into the classic That just because I'm like Whatever he just called He's me.
1: acting like a child So Yeah
0: stupid, like whatever What
1: is it play stupid games Win stupid prizes It's
0: called talk shit get hit That's what it is okay. And also But it was also just okay, like but <laughs> I thought that was gonna be The end of it Just gonna be like like Just leave it there Yeah like whatever Like you should. your mom was with you Like you know that kind of thing and and then he challenged me to a charity boxing match. After okay, so that.
1: here's the thing. I I have a question for you.
0: It was a children's charity. A. I don't think I wouldn't trust that guy around kids. First of all, <laughs> oh my all. god, no, no, what? thank you. And also, B. In another world, I would probably take him up on it, and I would love to kick that guy's ass. It'd be fantastic. You would, but, though. You of course, I would. I would, oh, I would run. Would. I would run around the ring, and he'd get <laughs> tired. Are you kidding me? That guy's never done cardio in his life.
1: Okay, so I have a question yeah. for you, heteros. hetero males why why do the males specifically that fit the demographic that we discussed earlier and this individual why do they think that the internet is just like a it's like a bar where you can just step outside and fight like you're gonna drive to where exactly to fight this guy like i don't know You think that you could just step outside and fight people that like we're not in a bar that's not how it
0: works even if we were in a bar, like I'm not gonna fight you, man. Also,
1: yeah, like wh-
0: I'm not going what? to I'm not going to jail for you. But
1: people like I don't get it. Like, oh, we're gonna fight. Okay, so you live in wherever the hell you live. And let's say Arizona. Would you
0: no, You're he gonna lives, come
1: during a pandemic.
0: He doesn't live in the States. He lives in like some backwater town in Ontario probably.
1: Okay, so we were gonna drive across the province. No, I'm not. <laughs> like what?
0: I'm just straight up not. Like also, <laughs> this
1: is so dumb.
0: This is the thing is like people who challenge people to fights are like the least tough people in the world. Like the Cause if you when th- they
1: teach you in martial arts is that you don't hit until you get hit.
0: Exactly. Also like every act think about every like prominent action movie star? Yeah. It's all, like, every, like, every character, they only, the, the reason why they are so badass is because, like, the villain pushes them to the limit, and then they have to strike back. Like, John Wick, he's the most deadly assassin of all time, but he wants a, he wants a simple life until they kill his dog, and then he kills 84 people in that movie.
1: Yeah, like, I honestly, in martial arts, you get taught, like, so my, my grandfather, the Chinese one, yeah. is a grandmaster of Tai Chi. Damn. This man, I have seen him throw my 17-year-old brother across the room. He is 89. I have seen him throw my brother.
0: What's your What's your brother's name again? Michael. Oh yeah. Get fucked, Michael. <laughs>
1: yeah, like, but what, like, the people who are the most unassuming are the ones, that, like, my grandfather, I have, I am also trained in martial arts. Mm-hmm. My grandfather could kick my ass up and down Bay Street with no problems. Your
0: grandfather could kick this guy's ass <laughs> in no, a heartbeat. We like, we would
1: not even be close.
0: Dude, I'm, I'm sure your grandfather could do, like, the Kill Bill, like, Heart exploding punch thing where like they he just like hits certain parts on this guy's chest and your heart explodes like he could do that honestly it's, probably but it's like it, it it's just very funny because like you don't <laughs> like if you're the one who's challenging people to fights you're gonna lose like you're that is the smallest dick energy on the planet and like oh, I don't yeah. usually want to go there but what this guy did the argument that he framed it as it's so it's it's exactly what this website does is that he was basically like I want to kick your ass. But I want to do it for charity. So I'm the good guy here. You know, it's it's like hiding I, behind this. He talked about
1: it on his live show last night on Twitter. Oh, did he? To which I scrolled by and a whole three people were watching. Oh, no. <laughs> like,
0: oh, that's poor. I'm
1: sure I could fire up a live stream as we record and we would have more than three people.
0: Dude, we're, yeah. Well, like, it's,
1: what? Okay, so also, I got... Someone, a Toronto Sun man decided he was going to challenge me on Twitter today. So
0: Brian Lilly came at Rachel today.
1: Okay, so just, Brian Lilly is a, uh, he, according to his Twitter, is a political columnist for the Toronto Sun. And that should tell you all you need to know, but, um, so I have uh, roommates that are um, very in tune with our, um, with Health Canada's protocols, let's Mm -hmm. say. So uh, Brian wrote a piece, and it says, Doctors are not all-powerful, all-knowing beings who must be obeyed lest we anger the COVID gods. They are people like the rest of us with a specialization in health. He then proceeds to call it a doctatorship. And he wrote an article basically saying that the doctors should not have control over lockdowns. To which I, who went and asked my roommate, because, of course replied with section 22 of the HPPA act, which is the health uh, prevention and promotion Mm -hmm. act says that public health doctors must be obeyed when there is reasonable suspicion of a communicable disease in the community, which COVID is educate yourself before you spread dangerous misinformation. Brian, Brian decided he Brian had a bad day today because Brian decided to come with this. I've forgotten more than you know. The intent of this legislation is not to let doctors run our entire society for a year. Can I read you the ratio? Yeah. Um, two retweets. One was a quote tweet from me. Goddamn. And uh, 11 likes. 38 replies. So then I said to him. Clearly, you've forgotten that laws don't go away after a year. The intent of the legislation is to protect society from highly communicable diseases. If those diseases like COVID last, like COVID has, we're supposed to open up and let people die. Real good solution, Brian.
0: I won't I won't what
1: kind of nonsense is that?
0: I won't let you call that a piece because I'm a journalist and that's offensive to me. No, um, it is
1: literally, a, a, it's an onion article. It's a piece article. of shit. Yeah.
0: Like, if like if we if you want to call it a piece, then I can say it's a piece of shit. Like, and
1: then I had prominent members of hockey media DM me to be like, thank you for doing that. Thank you
0: for slapping around Brian Lilly, basically. Yeah. Because he. That is
1: a dangerous. So then I asked my roommate. And I go, what is this nonsense? And he goes, well, actually, like. Doctors do have the power to do that. And to be quite he goes, to be quite frank with you, if they'd actually listened to Dr. Tam last March, we wouldn't be in this mess because we would have closed the country down a lot sooner and we probably would have been out of lockdown by the middle of May.
0: That just makes me mad because
1: So Brian.
0: I'm sad. Shut no. up. Yeah. I mean He's that's-
1: literally purporting that he is more educated than doctors.
0: Like what? Well, it's just like it's a very it's a very um bold. Uh, stance to take to go anti-doctor in the middle of a pandemic. Like, just, it's very odd, you know? Uh,
1: you know, like, if someone said you can listen to this doctor or you could listen to this man who writes for the Toronto Sun about how Canada is now a dictatorship.
0: Oh, a doctatorship, Rachel.
1: Sorry, doctatorship.
0: Well, it's like going, it's <laughs> like, like...
1: Who do you think is more reputable?
0: It's like going, it's like, you know, going on a, you know, a, a running a marathon and being anti-water after it. Like yeah. it doesn't make sense. Like you need to drink water, man. You're gonna fucking die. Like it doesn't I make
1: sense. I am going to have a heart attack, and I yeah. am now anti-, anti AED.
0: Yeah, I'm anti defibrillators. Yeah, yeah, Like what? It just doesn't make it's any dumb. sense. Okay, you now know what? Rachel, I don't want this podcast to go super long because I have the Snyder Cut to watch after this. I don't know what a that means. four hour long Justice League movie that is the. Explicit vision of Zack Snyder in which the Joker literally says, "We live in a society," which is the greatest meme come to life of all time.
1: We and and honestly, we do. We live in a Rachel.
0: If there's one thing I've learned this year, (laughs) we
1: live in a society. Is that
0: we truly do live in a society,
1: not a good one, but a society. We
0: do live in a society. Um, (laughs) love that meme. So before we get into our deep dive, let's hear a word from our sponsors.
2: I love that. That is the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify is a platform designed for anyone to sell anywhere, giving entrepreneurs like me the resources that were once reserved for big business, and it's customized to your needs. You get a great looking online store that really helps bring your ideas to life and tools to manage the day-to-day and drive sales. And I'm speaking about this from experience. I'm really passionate about bass fishing. And a little over five years ago, I started an e-commerce bass fishing brand with my best friend, Aaron, called Woo Tungsten. Actually, it's pronounced Woo Tungsten, W-O-O exclamation mark, because that's the sound you make when you catch a giant bass. And it was a no-brainer to do this on Shopify because they've made it so easy Every step of the way, from creating product listings, to making discount codes, to managing shipments. In fact, if you want to see what an e-commerce store looks like on Shopify, go to wootungsten.com and you can see. And it's no wonder that every 28 seconds, a small business owner makes their first sale on Shopify. You can get started by building and customizing your online store with no coding or design experience, and you can gain knowledge and confidence with extensive resources to help you succeed. Plus, with 24-7 support, you're never alone. It's more than a store. Shopify grows with you. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Go to Shopify.com slash BlueWire, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial, and you'll get access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Start selling on Shopify today, just like me, just like Wu Tungsten, by going to Shopify.com slash BlueWire right now. That's Shopify.com slash BlueWire. All right.
0: The Buffalo Sabres
1: are a clown car wrapped in a tire fire in a train wreck.
0: I, I don't even know where, where to go with these because like the, a, a Buffalo newspaper in their in their power rankings ranked them below the Seattle Kraken. So
1: I have a thing to say, which will probably never be said again on this podcast. I would podcast. hope you'd have
0: a thing to say. This is a podcast. It's an, it's an audible uh, listening format.
1: Okay, so I have a thing to say that may never be spoken again on this podcast.
0: Oh, I think I know where you're going with this. Yeah.
1: Mike Harrington was right.
0: Yeah. Mike, if like, anything, on the nose. If I, I'm going to say something that will never be said on this podcast as well. Mike Harrington, go off King. Yeah. Like you.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm not. I, I don't, do I agree with most of Mike Harrington's hockey I takes? I
1: agree with 1%. No.
0: <laughs> Let me say this. Is there any better beat writer to follow during a team's fall off a cliff? No, no. My, this guy's on it. When, when, when any, when a team is teetering, like when, when, when a, any beat writer, if you're a beat writer, you cover a beat, and that team is an absolute, like, like you said, a tire fire wrapped in a fucking a train wreck. Exactly. There is no better person to Mike follow Karrington. than Mike Harrington because he straight up asked, oh. he, he straight up asked Ralph Kruger, who just got fired, and we'll get into that, that. The the Sabers are a disgrace. Why are they a disgrace?
1: You know what? I'm honestly shocked that Mike Harrington hasn't publicly written about the Pagula ownership yet.
0: I'm pretty sure he has. No, but in
1: terms of like calling them out, like to that's th- coming. I bet it, it's got to be. It has to be. You know there why was, it's not? You remember Dwayne?
0: Oh, of course I remembered. Who can like? He
1: started a campaign. It's called Where's Kim?
0: And it's kind of legit. It's kind of funny. Okay you know The thing is though Is you know what's keeping The Pagulas like Somewhat shielded from blame Here is the Bills The Bills are good For the first time In our lifetimes And
1: they're good by accident
0: No they're good because They're not They're good
1: No like accident Like the Pagulas Accidentally hired The right people Exactly
0: The the Pagulas aren't good Because the bill Or the Bills aren't good Because of the Pagoulas they're good because they hired Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott Who installed a really good Culture there they got lucky by Drafting Josh Allen who and Shouldn't have been part good about but was, It is.
1: wasn't even the Pagoulas That decided on those two Individuals they were advised by Someone within the NFL to hire Those two individuals mm-hmm. and they Just took it at face value
0: but In a in a public saving face Campaign they can say oh look we Own the bills look at the bills They're, they're good That's, for the first but time But Don't
1: give a rat's ass about That yeah
0: but but there's a big Overlap in Sabres like if Larry
1: Tannenbaum games. came and said well I Own the Raptors and we won, so too bad about the Leafs. No, everyone would be like, "Excuse me,"
0: but the Leafs did suck ass that year, and everyone forgot about it because the Raptors won right, the championship. But you
1: can't just like. There's a difference between they sucked ass that year and the Sabers. Exactly, but that <laughs> is so the bad. Like, but no a one's. A but like, difference.
0: let's say, let's say the Leafs were completely sucking ass this year. Like, let's just say they were. They were. Let's say they were like the Sabers.
1: That's very hard.
0: No one, but no one would be calling for Larry Tannenbaum's head. No. So it it like but so that's the only Maybe
1: because Larry Tannenbaum wouldn't fire like his entire staff.
0: Yeah. Or his scout the range or the Sabres don't yeah. have a scouting staff.
1: So I have a um, I can't believe I'm gonna make this public. Um I have a few people I know. Congratulations in scouting because I do oh, okay. scouting work for elite prospects mm-hmm. and and just people that I've met through when I was in New Jersey and whatever the case may be. Um I had a few people reach out to me to tell me that the Sabres asked them to do video scouting for the equivalent of $100 a month. What? You are entering. You Like, you have to draft well. You have to draft well. It's like the no. one thing your organization has to get right, and you want to pay people $100 a month? Are you out of your tree?
0: You have to start drafting well, because they haven't drafted well.
1: Okay, yeah. So they lucked into Rasmus Dallin, which who they've now ruined. Yes. They've... They, didn't get McDavid. They still got Jack Eichel, who they've also now ruined.
0: They didn't um who's the they didn't get um They
1: drafted Alex Nylander Yeah. Bad choice.
0: Who was everyone the, said
1: that at the time.
0: It wasn't McDavid. Was it the next year? Sam Reinhart. Who was who was first was the year before? Who was the first round pick? Who's the who was the guy above Sam Reinhart who got picked?
1: Aaron Eckblad. Really? Yes.
0: Okay. Well, he's good. He's in the Norris conversation this year. Yeah and they picked Sam Reinhart. Mike Harrington straight up he he put out a tweet that this this um this week where he's like this is the worst like the Sabres have lost 12 in a row like the the official first the worst stretch they've had like even in the year where they tanked for Reinhart. And I and I straight up, I took that and I quoted him like tanked for Reinhart is the saddest sentence I have read in a long time. <laughs> Yikes. Like are you kidding me? This is they don't have like they don't they don't have a scouting staff. And this is a team that like so, but what's funny is like they don't have a scouting staff. And when I had Steve Dangle on here, we were talking about potential trades, specifically with Eric Stahl. And we're like, well, they probably want prospects over draft picks because they don't have a scouting staff.
1: Yeah, but they don't know what prospects to acquire because they don't have a scouting staff. That's the thing. I don't it's even like, know okay, where so to go so When with I was this in team. New Jersey, yeah. When I was in New Jersey, we. Uh, did you work in New Jersey? I did. Nice. Um, the year that we. Uh, it was the year that we made the playoffs. Um, and. But there were times where, like, Ray had the opportunity to, to send a guy out to get, like, either a first-round pick or, mm-hmm. um, like, prospects or whatever. And whenever a prospect was on the table that wasn't in the, like, in the AHL or in the NHL kind of thing, so, like, they, were, they weren't yeah. cutting their teeth yet, he called Paul Castron, who's the director of amateur scouting, pull me all the reports on this player. Or if he was getting ready to trade away a prospect, yeah. pull all the—so we traded Igor Rikoff. When I was there, we traded him, I believe, to the Rangers mm-hmm. and he said, well, actually he said it to me, pull all the reports on Rikoff mm-hmm. So I went and pulled all the reports on Rikoff and I gave them to him. All of those were done by amateur scouts and they told him because Ray had not seen Igor Rikoff play in Magnitogorsk or whatever yeah. the fuck it was. Of course he's not going right? to. Right? Yeah. But he depends on his staff. I'll give Ray credit. He delegates well. Right? he de- He depended on the staff that he had hired for the reports. The Sabres don't have that staff, and Kevin Adams has never scouted a day in his life. They also don't have an AGM. They don't have an AGM. Zero.
0: What I love. Police have three. What I loved is that, like in the in the uh, in the press conference for Ralph Kruger's dismissal, Kevin Adams, like one of the reports came out, was Kevin Adams says he's he he's considering hiring an AGM. I'm like, good, (laughs) good for you, man. I
1: heard that, and I was like, wait a minute, what? He doesn't have one.
0: I would hope so. Now. Like we get to we get to Ralph Kruger. They lost twelve in a row. They were outscored 49 to 19. So, can
1: I point something out? I did some digging on stats, right? Because oh, I, I like great. to look at the underlying numbers.
0: You are you are the numbers person.
1: The <laughs> The Sabres actually had better underlying numbers in most categories than the Canucks do in the last twelve games. <laughs> the difference is is Thatcher Demko has a nine fifty-six.
0: Yeah, and Thatcher Demko's like
1: single-handedly yeah.
0: What's great is that like the
1: Sabers are actually playing better than the Canucks via underlying. And numbers. Francesco
0: Accolini straight up tweeted, "I don't know why we were bad at the start of the season." <laughs> and I was like, like, wait a minute, you're I'm still like, bad. I'm like, I'm like, I am screenshotting this. <laughs> yep, because it will be promptly deleted very soon. It's
1: but yeah, it's one of those things where it's like Buffalo actually like they're generating scoring chances. They're just not finishing. Like they're 31st in finishing. You know, like. You would say like that's unsustainable. Like
0: it's, I I believe they can sustain it.
1: But it also, yeah. <laughs> and but that's the thing is like when you like I don't care how good your team is if you are shooting three percent and you're getting goaltending to the tune of eight fifty whatever you're not winning.
0: Yeah. Now like, I'm
1: con- I'm honestly convinced that like the top four AHL teams could be the Sabers right now. Based on how they're playing,
0: well, they got Jack Eichel. Like, I think just no, Jack that- Eichel's injured. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. And Taylor Hall took a slap shot to the face the other oh, day.
1: But he's okay, though.
0: He's okay. But I, do
1: ha- I have that on very good sources. Okay,
0: but at the same time, like, he's this must oh. be the worst year of his life. Taylor,
1: Taylor, Taylor. So, when is he firing Darren Ferris for getting him into this mess?
0: Was it Darren Ferris that got him into this mess? Yeah. Okay, well then I would fire him right away <laughs> like, like this is
1: Like would you allow him to negotiate your next contract? Absolutely no, no not chance.
0: I, Like I've been uh, like, I, I, you I've heard to rumblings
1: the, that he is unhappy
0: I mean, I would hope so because If he was he happy had, with he, this, I'd be like What's wrong he, with you? He had
1: deals on the table uh, in, Nashville learned, Colorado, in Nashville right? and Colorado, right? Nashville and Colorado And they look, mysteriously disappeared For reasons unknown
0: Look Nashville's not a great spot right now, but you would think that.
1: But what does Nashville need that makes them a great spot? They, they need, need a, Taylor,
0: they need Taylor Hall. They basically. need a winger. And That's what they
1: need. They need a winger.
0: They need the most plentiful resource in hockey.
1: Yeah, they need a winger.
0: So Sabers need everything.
1: Literally, like when okay, so when Allmark is playing, they're actually
0: Allmark is good. He has a nine nineteen.
1: However, I would say this: if I am the Sabers, I am sprinting to the virtual stage to draft Jesper Walstead in the draft this year. Yeah? Like, sprinting! It's, so... He, I, he might be better than Askarov.
0: Well, Ascarov looked like...
1: Like, to, I have Wallstead in, I believe I have him ranked fourth. And I think that might be conservative.
0: Askarov did not look good in the World Juniors this year. Let me I decide. don't care about the World I I'm aware of that. That that's just my contribution to prospect talk. I've
1: I've been doing a lot of research and marrying like my scouting with that, and like all signs point to Wallstead being like being the real deal, really
0: good. But they'll ruin him.
1: That's the thing.
0: Rasmus Dahlin was an incredible prospect. He was. (laughs) I bet
1: you, if they traded him, he would be in the Norris conversation within three years.
0: He was an incredible prospect. He was labeled like. He would like he wasn't necessarily a generational guy, but he was. The- this was the most hype for a defenseman in the draft in a very long. Then since Victor Hedman, in my opinion, like yep. I haven't heard people talk about this guy in the same in the same way. And he went to Buffalo and
1: promptly forgot how to play hockey.
0: Well, that just doesn't happen, like because they just they completely ruined him. And your indoctrination into the NHL is like a million different head coaches.
1: They've had um- seven head coaches under the Pagulas.
0: That's just not acceptable. That's just not okay. Like at some he,
1: point, like, like we've said this about Melnick in the past. Like, at some point, you should have to sell the team. Like, you should just have to sell. The so team.
0: it's not even like Melnick's just cheap enough to be like
1: Melnick's just cheap. Yeah, and can't keep his mouth shut.
0: Melnick's cheap enough to just be like, he, hey, he we're going to keep his
1: hockey operations department run their. Like, yeah, he. You know what? He pays AGMs.
0: Yeah, at least they have AGMs. <laughs> They might also,
1: they actually also have scouts.
0: They might also be the social media department and the janitors at the same time. (laughs) But like, at least they do that. The sabers, this is like, they did this to themselves. Like this is first Taylor hall. Okay. I will. like, I've, uh, you've listened to the podcast. I've called Taylor hall a Mr. Struggle because look, he is, he did this to himself and honestly, whatever. At the same time though, he, this is the first time he reached free agency. I get we're in the middle of the pandemic, but the first time he reached free agency in the middle of his prime, with a lot of teams looking for a talent like him, and he went to Buffalo, and he went to Buffalo. Does that not
1: scream something happened behind the scenes that got royally fucked up? I mean, it
0: has to. Yeah, like it just—I I can't believe. So
1: the Sabres fire Ralph Kruger and they bring in Don Granato, and yeah. I feel like a lot of people were like,
0: "I want to talk about Ralph Kruger before we talk about Don Granato." Though. Okay, because listen. I'm, I'm in awe of how incredibly positive a person this guy is because Pierre Lebrun shared that text message where he's like, how do you feel about being fired by the Sabre? He's like, oh, what a game hockey is. Oh, the the twists and turns of life bring you along.
1: An extremely European thing.
0: Yeah. At the same time, this guy basically parlayed...
1: He a, is loved by his players, though. Like
0: Didn't look like it.
1: No, like, he is... Gen- like, I, I have spoken to a few guys that have have played for him either in the past yeah. or currently or like just yeah. recently um they actually love how like he communicates they the thing is ralph kruger is what we call a salesman he goes in and talks is like sweet talks ownership mm-hmm. and he can sell the players on he stuff. interviews
0: really well he I interviews bet. like he's yeah. a salesman yeah he's got executive that doesn't presence mean you're a
1: good coach yeah he is the op well actually no Um, I was going to say he's the opposite of Jim Benning Except Jim Benning is not only bad at his job He's also bad at speaking He's bad
0: at talking Yeah.
1: But like You know what Maybe maybe a GM isn't the best talker
0: But a coach has to know how to talk
1: Right But like You can be good at your job And not be a good salesman But you might not get the job if you're not a good salesman Ralph Kruger's a salesman
0: Ralph Kruger parlayed a good like six game stretch with Team Europe basically into into an NHL coaching job, and like good on him for doing that because that's got to be the grift of the century. But I like
1: Uh, Sir Peter Shirelli. At least he won a
0: cup. Like at least at least Peter Shirelli won. Ralph Kruger won the World Cup of Hockey.
1: Not he didn't even win.
0: No, he sorry Ralph Kruger lost the World Cup of Hockey and. Apparently everyone went. Wow, this guy's a Renaissance man. He's incredible. He knows soccer and hockey. Let's hire him for hockey. He must. If he knows two sports, that must mean he might. He must know double of both sports than anyone knows of their one now, sport. Okay,
1: so I would say this: if you know multiple sports, if you worked in it, multiple sports, it shows like, you're
0: a smart person.
1: You well, not necessarily. Like you can apply things from other sports, yeah. right? But that doesn't make you a good coach. No. That doesn't make you a good manager. Like, look at John Weisbrot in Vancouver. He literally got shunned out of basketball. Dwight Howard publicly said he thinks he's the worst human on earth. Yep. And look what he's doing in Vancouver now.
0: Sucking, again.
1: And probably running burner Twitter accounts.
0: Not probably, he is. He
1: definitely is. And
0: But it's just...
1: It's on... It, yeah, like, I think They
0: should have fired him earlier. Yeah. This was, like, leaving him in... For this long. It was, was unfair to him. It was unfair to him. Like this is you you sewered him. They lost 12 straight and they didn't even they didn't look like a hockey team. Like you, they couldn't even say the Pierre the Pierre Dorian, we're a team. Because they no, weren't.
1: We are a team. No, you're not. Um, okay, so Don Granado. Yeah. So I reached out to someone who knows him really well. Um, just to to get an just idea. To check, just to check in. Yeah. Um, and this is what this person had to say. This is also someone I will say this. This is someone I trust okay unequivocally empirically with this Yeah, Yeah, yeah yeah like this is not some dude all right okay uh he's really smart he's leaned on wherever he's been from from a technical standpoint so he applies what he knows has been successful in the past with certain um either characteristics of the team or whatever his biggest strength is connecting players to their best game so he finds what players are best at and focuses on that and getting the best out of what makes them the best not necessarily like we're a team and we have to play like this. Um, guys love him. And like, so when he used to coach the U.S. National Team Development Program. Yeah. And I saw this when I was uh, in New Jersey, but whenever, so we had a couple guys who played at the U.S. team yeah. on New Jersey. And whenever they would see uh, Don Granado, it was always like big hugs in the hallway. Hey, how you doing? Like all that stuff. Like guys, like you don't very often see guys going up to other coaches and yeah. and before the games. No, they loved this guy and like that is a universal thing. Um the team obviously isn't very good, but I like this this person thinks like he's got legit NHL um coaching ideas
0: and Well, he's got he like if you look at the Sabres, they actually like their roster isn't terrible. Yeah,
1: and he said he's like, the system can't change much during the season. Obviously, especially with COVID, there's like no practice time. Yeah. So like you can't expect much, but he will, what he said is he will tweak it. So to to give guys like the leash to be creative. So a guy like Rasmus Dahlin will benefit yeah. because instead of being boxed in, and you got to play this way. He'll just say, go be creative. That's what you're good at. Yeah.
0: And also like there will be, there will be an uptick, even if it's just a dead cat bounce because these guys will feel free. Yeah. from the situation. No, even if it's, even if they liked Kruger, there was a cloud over that team. for There's sure. There's a
1: reason why they retained Don Granado after a 12 game losing streak. Yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> and it's also like, even if it, like I said, even if it's a dead cat bounce, like there was a, there will be an uptick because at least like there is a quote unquote new era and somewhat of a fresh start and they can move forward. Like I wouldn't be shocked if the Sabres like surprise with a win against like they're playing the Bruins tonight. I wouldn't be surprised even though they had someone go into COVID protocol.
1: No, they're not. Playing the Bruins tonight. I think the no, game they might they have been went. Postponed.
0: No, they it was postponed, and then the Sabers were like, "No, we're actually playing the game." Oh, good. Yeah, awesome. it's goes to show they're um, just a fucking so the other thing. Jeff
1: Merrick pointed this out. Yeah, the Sabers have inexperience at every level. You're right. So their GM has never even been an assistant GM. He came from the hockey academy. Um, they don't even have an AGM. They have two assistant coaches now who have never coached anywhere but a hockey academy, right? Dan Girardi played like. A thousand games, whatever the case may be. That doesn't mean you're a qualified coach. Wayne Gretzky, greatest player in the history of the game, was, a garbage was coach. not a very good coach. So like you've got inexperience at every level. They need somebody to come in there who knows, like who knows how to have these conversations, who has seen this shit before. And the person that continues to come to mind for me who? is Jim Rutherford as a, not as a GM, as a president of hockey yes. operations. They need someone to be a buffer between Kim Pagula, and, and we're going to get to Kim Pagula in a second, but they need someone to be a buffer between Kim Pagula and the GM because when owners are calling the GM every 15 minutes, the guy, like, you can't do his job. No. They need someone who, who needs to go in there and set the tone and set the culture and say like enough is enough. That's an it like that's it. You'd never get Lou Lamarello out of the Islanders organization, but he would go in there and light everybody on fire. You
0: know who would have been great for this Poho role? Burke.
1: Oh yeah, but he would he would not.
0: I know he wouldn't take it, but he would be perfect because he's the perfect. amount. He would
1: amount. tell Kim Pagua to stick it.
0: He's the he's Kim and Terry. Like it Both of them. Yeah. But he, he would be the perfect, like he's the kind of person who can schmooze. Yep. And like just kind of commands respect, but he's all. He also has enough like, cojones kind of to tell someone to fuck off.
1: Yeah, like, he's a big Irishman.
0: Exactly. You know, I'm a small Irishman, for example. So I can only I can only say that, and people don't really listen to me. But Burke, he's a big guy, so he can go in and be like, and he's got experience. Exactly.
1: Right. Like he's got that respect. But they, I, to me, like
0: they. Need, you're right. They need an elder statesman. They need someone to go in there and like they need a professional. They need. Yeah. The, they need someone. They, I'm
1: very. I'm loath to say retread in this case. Ple- the best thing you could do is hire somebody like Jim Rutherford. You know
0: what? I hate to say this. This goes against everything we stand for. They need a hockey man.
1: Not named Peter A Shelley. hockey
0: person, sorry. Not a hockey man. They need a they, hockey like, person. They need
1: someone with legitimate pedigree.
0: Like, straight up, if they... I'm trying to think, like, even... Like, just... They need even for their next coaching hire. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad if it was like a retread. If they went back to the well of, with, with the rotating like, cast. To
1: me, the way I look at it is, there are two guys right now who don't have NHL jobs, who they would be retreads, but they absolutely have proven they are good coaches.
0: Boudreaux and Gallant. Yes. Yeah, they and would both, both be great. Of them
1: co- Bruce Boudreaux <laughs> may not have ever won a cup, but. Every team he's ever coached has played 600 hockey in the regular season. Sabres fans would literally give their limb up to have a team that was 500, never mind six.
0: You know what's sad, too? So, like, a couple years ago, I went to, like, a Bills game with my ex-girlfriend's dad, and... I was standing in the stadium or in our seats or whatever. And there were these two kids behind me, like these two, I would say like 10 year old kids or whatever. And we ended up talking cause you know, they were screaming and I turned around and I, and oh no, I was wearing my Drew Brees Jersey cause it was against the saints. And, uh, and, and they were like kind of joke chirping me and I was joke chirping in the back. And then we ended up talking. And like, normally if like, for example, like, if I was in there in their position and the roles were flipped, and I was like a Leafs fan, and it was like at I don't know Toronto's football team, and there was a Sabers yeah. fan, I would like you know I'd be I'd have a little more like kind of you know grit to me. I'd be chirping them whatever.
1: Yeah.
0: When we talked about, they were like, "Where are you from?" Like Toronto, and we were talking about hockey, and they were like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Hey, you guys got Jack Eichel?" And he's like, "Yeah, but Matthews is better." I'm like, "There's not even there's it's just apathy. Like they they just resign right away. Like normally they are you would,
1: what Leaf fans were."
0: in the passion unites us all era, Like yeah. it's like, they, there was no yeah. fight. They were, li- it was literally like you're from Toronto. And then we end up talking about hockey and they're like, yeah, the Leafs are better than the Sabres. Like normally, normally like we at least there at least be like a fun, playful back and forth. They had nothing. And that, that really went to show like that's, that's the encompassed emotional state of this fan base is complete apathy. They don't care. Every time the Sabres Twitter account tweets, you know, New York scores, we're down one nothing. The ratio is absurd.
1: So here's where it ends for me. Okay. The fans deserve to hear from the Pagulas. Oh Enough my God. of this, like Dwayne, the famous Sabres fan, yeah. has this campaign going, where's Kim? And, and they and tried to is,
0: and they tried to erase Dwayne.
1: Yeah. He is absolutely right. When your team is this fucking pathetic.
0: This is, it's, it's, this is the a disgrace. The owner
1: has to come out. I like, this is unacceptable. It's completely unacceptable. They're losing season seat holders. They have such a passionate fan base that has been completely wiped away and apathetic to this it's completely unacceptable and they flat out deserve to hear from the people who have driven this franchise Mm -hmm. into the ground because the first question i'd be asking if i was mike harrington was why the hell are you hiring your friends yeah stop hiring your friends
0: kevin adams shouldn't be a gm i'm sorry
1: they made him from the hockey academy because he's I don't know because he's cheap. I don't no, no, he was he was working is. on their
0: business side. He was yeah. handling ticket sales and shit.
1: Like how did you think that was going to work? I just don't. How did you think that that was going to work? You this is a mess that needs experience. It really does. It needs like successful track record experience. Do you have any
0: idea how bad you have to be to make us go, "Hey, maybe a hockey man would be good."
1: Yeah, like, yeah, you
0: made you're so bad that you made us go against everything we stand for, and I that makes me hate you even more. The Buffalo Sabres, but they, like, how Kim, dare you? Kim and
1: Terry Pagula should absolutely have to answer questions. There should be a town hall where they are forced to answer questions. Well, for virtual,
0: fans. virtual town That's hall. That's what I mean. Like, but it will. It, but if it's a virtual town hall, it will be like the like it there.
1: Th- they should absolutely have to answer for what yeah. they've done, though. Yeah, oh, this is completely unacceptable. Like, get the fans in Buffalo deserve better
0: If you purchase a sports team, like part of that is you have to be front facing. Like you have you have to answer for what's happened. Um,
1: when Tim Lewicki was in charge here, or uh Richard Petty was in charge heard about, here,
0: heard from them all the time.
1: If like when the Leafs were a, like just atrocious, they, they they were out there and they got their front facing. They got. Pilled, they
0: got their asses dragged there. up and down the street every time but they went out
1: there. But they were there.
0: And you know what? There was a little, like, there was a little bit of respect of that. Like, at least they come out in the answer for what's going on I remember
1: here. Richard Petty came to my university when I was there. Yeah. And we got a chance after to kind of, like, have a meet and greet and whatever. And I actually asked him. I said, Why? like, obviously the Leafs were fucking brutal at this point. It was, like, 2014.
0: Right? Oh, this was the Shack year then.
1: Yeah. Yes, it was. And he had, I believe he would had just stepped down or whatever. And I said, why do you feel the need to come out and answer for the Leafs failures Mm -hmm. like or TFC's failures? Because at that point, TFC was terrible because they didn't have Bill Manning yet. Yeah. Why do you feel the need? Yeah. Tim Lewicki had just been hired Um, and he said, honestly, like we don't have owners other we, than, we have than a board. Larry, yeah, right. We have a board, and I speak on behalf of that board. And when this team, with such a passionate fan base worldwide,
0: mm-hmm.
1: continues to falter, the passionate fans deserve answers. Mm-hmm. And I like that made me think, like, you know what? He's right.
0: Absolutely, He's
1: absolutely right.
0: And you know what? The Sabers might not be a global brand, but they are routinely the the biggest in. Like in terms of the states, they are the highest in uh, in have local. Have you
1: been to a Sabers game like when they were good? So no, I was at. They were the
0: highest in local ratings. They care. Like Sabers fans care. So
1: when Buffalo was in the conference finals against the Sens, I remember that. I was at game two, the double overtime. Joe Corvo. Oh really? Damn. I have Ray Emery stick from that game. It's of framed you do. now. Because, That's nuts. Yeah, but that building, I vividly remember. That was one of the best hockey atmospheres I've ever been in. Those fans are so passionate.
0: Buffalo used to be the Leafs killers, man. They used to be the big bad boogeyman. Oh my god, boogeyman. Ryan
1: Miller, please. are Oh.
0: Uh... The fact that the fact that they... that
1: Tim Connolly, do you remember that? I honestly, I'm having nightmares. The fact that... In, like, I'm awake having yeah. nightmares right now. The
0: fact that they allowed... Like, the Sabres have been so bad that they've allowed the tradition of Leafs fans going down and storming their building and making it a home game every time they play. Yeah, like, I like don't, that, like like don't like that. Like, don't... Like, I, I think it's hilarious, but I think, like, that's a damning indictment of where the apathetic... Like, where, where the apathy lies in the fan base. Like, that goes to show...
1: Because th- you'd rather sell your tickets to Leaf Yeah. or like what you just fans
0: do. Or, like, you just don't care to fight. Yeah. Like, this... It's a... Like, and it
1: a, sucks because they, they're such... Like, they're such a passionate fan base.
0: As a fan base, you take that as, like, an act of war, and the Sabres are like, fuck it. The Sabres fans are like, whatever, man. Like, we we suck. This isn't worth fighting for. Yeah. Give them a team worth fighting for. Give team, give them a team, give Dwayne a team worth yelling about. Because it's not even worth, like, you realize how we haven't heard from Dwayne during this? He probably doesn't give a shit anymore. And that's the saddest part. Other than him part. starting
1: the Where's Kim campaign. Which, yeah. good for him.
0: Good for him, but, like...
1: I don't... I can't even fathom... And, like, honestly, we went through this growing up as Leaf fans because our team growing up... And, admittedly, like, I've been public that I've lost a lot of my fandom when mm. it comes to hockey just because of what working in the game does to you. Yeah. But, like, growing up... Oh, to yeah. consistently... First of all, I was dating a Bruins fan when that game happened. What? Yeah. I heard about that for the entirety of our relationship.
0: You've never told me that.
1: Yeah, I was dating a Bruins fan and a very obnoxious one of that.
0: Well, you could have just said you're dating a Bruins fan.
1: Yeah. Um and That would
0: have I'm not gonna lie, that's that's deal breaker for me. Like, hey yeah. ladies, any of you listening, if you're a Bruins fan, I'm sorry. Like I just don't think it's gonna work out between us.
1: But like so, like, I know what it's like to have your team be consistently awful. And do nothing about it.
0: Hey, if anyone knows that, it's, it's us. It's Leaf
1: fans, yeah, right. And Edmonton to be quite. But you know what? They had like a billion Stanley Cups back in the they're day. They're also so I dicks. Don't care. Like
0: I don't care. You had Wayne like,
1: Gretzky, so shut up. You
0: also call me idiots every day on Twitter. But, like, I don't care.
1: Sabers fans, man. Like I, they feel care, man.
0: Or like they're they they care, but they've just been beaten into numbness. Like we're
1: past bag on head.
0: Oh my God! We're they're, well past. We're that. we're well past waffles on the ice.
1: Oh no! Yeah, we're way past that. If there were fa-
0: think about what the season would have been there like are, if there were fans there in the building. There were
1: never people to this degree calling for Richard Petty or Larry Tannenbaum's heads. There like were not to this not degree. to this
0: degree. Yes. Also, like they, I'm pretty sure they released like two thousand tickets or something to their season ticket holders, and saying, then they couldn't were like, even nah. get they couldn't even get half of that. Like if that's speaking
1: of which, the the Devils are allowed eighteen hundred fans in their building, and. They had to do the President's Tickets giveaway, and they still only had 1,500 people
0: show up. Mickey Mouse franchise. Wayne Gretzky said it best. It's Sabres fans, man. You deserve better. Like, this this is a team that has failed at everything. They have never made a good free agent signing. They haven't drafted. Like, under the Bagulas. name a free agent signing that's worked out under them. Every big ticket for agents... the first one they made under the Bagulis Billy was Villy Lano. Didn't work I out. Like well. The biggest ticket one they made was Calapozo. Has not worked out. The big the biggest draft pick they got, they had the number one draft pick fall into their laps. They won a lottery to get that, get that pick, remember?
1: They got Eichel and Dallen. They
0: got Eichel and Dallen. And, and they somehow messed that up. They got Eichel and Dallen and if and they could have like they had the second overall pick Rasmus, in the year before. I'm, and this they could is have
1: not a joke. Rasmus Dolen would be the, Probably the best defenseman on the Leafs because he'd be developed properly.
0: The, dude, Ra- I can't even he imagine would, what Rasmus Dalin would be like with the Leafs development staff. Like,
1: Or like literally anybody who develops like Carolina.
0: Yeah. like it's, Carolina
1: got Shvechnikov second overall that year. That worked out well.
0: And like the difference in talent isn't that stark, but it's just like it's just goes to show what landing spot can do. for a player I have
1: said long said this and I'm doing my research on this now what teams are the best a at drafting and b at actually maximizing the value I know how good are they at developing and um the sabers are near the bottom
0: I know I know that he was a he, he was like he came in with kind of perceived attitude issues but like Think about where what Yakupov would be able to do in the NHL. He'd still be in the NHL if he didn't go to Edmonton. Like if he went to a team that could develop him. Like
1: oh, they developed McDavid and Drysaddle. No, they didn't. No, No, they didn't.
0: No, you are thanking your lucky stars that it worked out that well. I like everyone was like nobody
1: developed McDavid other than McDavid.
0: And like they and Drysaddle was able to like was able to thrive despite the circ in spite of the circumstances he was put in. Yeah, and
1: that's because. He took the kraut approach Which is put your head down And work your ass off Yeah
0: it, it, it just, It's it's just absolutely Atrocious Like this yeah. is This is one of and, the biggest Debacles is, like,
1: I actually really want To see Buffalo be good Oh my god yeah Because I'm just I'm honestly I'm here for the fan base Like I think that They're so entertaining And they're so much fun To engage with Like yeah. you know what The, the one thing I pre- really Appreciate about Buffalo Sabres fans Is you can actually get in Like when there was The Eichel Matthews yeah. Debates It was never It was never Malicious, malicious it was never, knee, 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 knee. like, it was never please like me energy, please notice me. It was legitimate, this is why I think Matthews is better. This is why Eichel's better. Back and forth, back and forth. It was fun. Forth. It was fun. Like, they know they're engaging. And they deserve a team that allows them to be that way.
0: Like, you, they... And the thing is, they have good bones on the roster now, like, obviously. I know Eichel's in. They injured. have
1: a defenseman that if they actually let him play and develop would be a number one D. They have a player who's consistently in the heart Trophy conversation because he has a carcass of a roster around him. They have him. a former
0: heart Trophy winner. They have Eric Stahl. They have
1: Dylan Cousins. They have
0: Dylan Cousins, who's great. Dude, they have like... They like have Rasmus Ristelainen is not great underlying numbers, but he puts up points.
1: Dude, they Although, even... he, like, his heart almost fell out of yeah. his chest because COVID. And, and like, maybe he shouldn't be playing this year.
0: Think, I wonder, I, like, even in my mind, I'm like, I wonder where... I wonder what would happen if Colin Miller got a different kind of landing spot was able to actually like play a decent role. Like they, you know, like they've ruined everyone who goes there, like just takes a complete dip. Look what, like, I know that there was, there were injuries and stuff, but like, look what happened with Wayne Simmons, man. Yeah. He went there was like hated his life and then went to the Leafs was given proper sort of like development and all that. And now he's a, he's on their first power play unit right anyway look sabers fans what we're trying to say is that we love you and we want to go back to a place where you have something to brag about and boast about and you haven't given that and that's just not right so hopefully that will be coming with the bagulas you know it's uncertain and doesn't look like it but one can only hope you know one can only hope all right kovalev shift
2: kovalev was a great shot
0: Rachel, take it away.
2: Yeah,
1: so we touched on this um, at the start of the podcast. And I, um, I'm i frankly, like, like I said, I'm white passing, but I'm half Chinese. And my mom is not white passing and my grandparents are not white passing. And a lot of the places I frequent, particularly on the weekends with my family, are in... Markham and Richmond Hill, where the majority of, uh, population is Asian and quite frankly, like it would be uncomfortable to go there now. And Mm -hmm. like, if like, honestly, guys, like my grandmother doesn't have that much time left. Like she flat out doesn't, I'm not going to say why, but she flat out doesn't,
0: she's old, like,
1: and, and regardless, I would like to be able to go to dim sum with my grandmother and not have to worry about
0: not look over your shoulder
1: yeah and 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 obviously be be in a position where i might have to defend my family i would do it but nobody should have to walk around and this is the point nobody should have to walk around feeling unsafe
0: because of just who they are
1: because of who they are whether you're a woman who's afraid of being sexually assaulted at night yeah um, or you're a person of color who is afraid of being accosted by police on a daily basis because they can't just not racially profile people, or you're an Asian person who has to worry about people yelling things like China virus at you. Like it's, It is unbelievable the hatred that happens in this world, and it has got to stop. And it starts with things like microaggressions. So we're where we are right now because of microaggressions, things like saying the China virus, the former f- impeached president
0: twice impeached,
1: twice impeached, saying all manner like Wuhan virus spreading complete lies about the Asian community. That is what leads to what happened in Atlanta. Hate crime. And, and you know what? We Canadians like to sit on our high horse. Let me tell you something. The hate crimes in Canada against the Asian community, Oh yeah, in Vancouver, they're up 717%. Seven times. That is absolutely ridiculous. Toronto refuses to release their numbers, which in and of itself tells you that it's bad. The hate crimes against the Asian community from 2019 to now are up, like, I believe the number for Canada is like as an average is up over three times. Fuck. And it's all, we all know that it's related to the pandemic and we all know it's about the narrative that has been spread by people who write for the Toronto fucking son and the former president. And that is how we have hate crimes. And then we have the police officer in charge of investigating the sheriff saying this guy had a bad day, but like, Are you fucking kidding? This guy, like, he didn't have a sexual addiction. He had racist, sexualized fantasies about dominating Asian women. In other words, he had fantasies of white supremacy and acted on them. That's what it was. Call it what it is. This isn't, I'm having a bad day, because if that was somebody who was black or Muslim or a person of color, they'd be called a terrorist. There'd
0: be legislation passed over it.
1: Yeah. You know what this guy was? He's a white supremacist and he's a domestic terrorist. It's that simple.
0: Here's the thing. So this is a guy who, um, okay, let me back up for a second. So I, like, I'm a white man. I'm a straight white man. My knee is fucked up, so I can't really go for runs. So I like to go for very, like, long power walks right now. And sometimes I do that at night. And when I do that at night, I feel completely safe. I'm walk I have both earbuds in my ears. I've I have, i do not have my keys laced through my fingers like fucking Wolverine. I am just able to live my life without fear that I'm going to be, you know, sexually assaulted or attacked for the color of my skin or for the gender that I identify with.
1: There is another member of this podcast, me, who
0: Absolutely has to, to fear that. that way. And exactly. And so um for this guy who feels oppressed. You're a white man. You do not know the definition of oppression. You do not know what it's like. And it is up to the people like myself who don't have to go through this on a daily basis to do the heavy lifting here now it's not up for the it's not up to the victims to teach you this it's not up for the victims to start the conversation it's not up to the victims who already have to deal with the horrendous weight on their on their shoulders of fearing for their lives just for living it is up to you because you don't have that stress and you are the ones who can make change so I'm calling people like I'm calling you out like stand with the asian community make sure that like if you see any of these microaggressions i don't care if it's a if it's a family member who makes a casual racist comment and you're you don't don't blow it off as all that's just uncle billy no like call them on it yeah like like they're like this is not this is a seismic changing this argument is a or this conversation is a it's a seismic ordeal and those don't happen in one fell swoop it happens by chipping away at it and stop and microaggress like stopping these microaggressions those are these chips that need to happen and they need to happen from you white man that's listening to this podcast because you don't know what it's like to be oppressed like they do and and these people already have to deal with the severe abhorrent weight of this you don't so don't make it their priority to do this make it yours
1: yeah and, and I appreciate the fact that like I have people in my life who will do that, and I will do that. And honestly, like I am not worried about myself being Asian because, like I said, I'm white passing. But let me tell you, if something were to happen to a member of my family because of the rhetoric that, was, that is currently being spewed... Let's just say that I would be willing to do things that I should not have to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah.
1: If you're white, specifically a white man, yep. you have a responsibility mm-hmm. to, up to stand up and and make this world a more inclusive and better place. Because the reality is, is you are not the one being oppressed.
0: No, at all. You're the one who makes this conversation shift. it's up to you it's yeah. not up to the victims to, to change their narrative. it's up to you So on that note, unless you have anything else to say on it, which I think I think it's a great way to leave it um, we bid you farewell you can follow the podcast. There's no easy way to transition into a podcast outro from this but we will try. Um, so yeah follow the podcast on Twitter at staffgraph follow Rachel on Twitter at Rachel Dory follow me on Twitter at Mikey Stevens 81 the podcast is on iTunes sound uh not soundcloud spotify any podcaster the podcatcher you can possibly find out there um buy our merch on redbubble redbubble.com slash shop and uh write us a nice review on the old uh, apple podcasts you know have like let us know what we're doing and if you like it and if if you're gonna write a one-star review make sure it's entertaining because i'm not I'm not getting any, any of these boring one-star reviews, which we only have one of, and I'm pretty sure it's from Tony D'Angelo. So <laughs> <laughs> it's literally the, the same username. So with that, Rachel, if you, do you have anything else to leave the, the listeners with? I do not. All right. Well, we will see you on Monday. I'm going to go watch The Snyder Cut, which is four hours long.